Listen to one of this year's top true crime podcasts. Unknown Subject, Season 3 of WTOP's American Nightmare podcast is out now on all podcast platforms. Keep the speeds under control and uh, stay alert as you make your way through. Are still dealing with the remnants of that accident on the Beltway in a loop over by Suitland Parkway. The activity over on uh, both shoulders, but uh, traffic getting by in the travel lanes without too much difficulty. In Virginia, no accidents reported and only one work zone. This is Glebe Road. Both sides shut down between 123 and Military Road by U.S. Park Police as they do the overnight road work. And otherwise, traffic up and down 95 in Virginia, good. No issues on 66 from the Beltway heading all the way to the west. The WTOP Traffic Center is presented by Window Nation. Pay no interest for five years on your new windows. Visit windownation.com. I'm Ken Berger, WTOP Traffic. Expect dense fog for your morning commute. It will gradually improve, and there could be even a few showers around the area. You'll certainly notice how mild it is with temperatures between 56 and 65 degrees. Now, later today, those clouds will break. We'll have some sunshine, probably starting around noon with a high temperature of 70 degrees. Pretty nice afternoon. 7 News Chief Meteorologist Veronica Johnson in the First Alert Weather Center. Right now, we are looking at 56 degrees in our nation's capital, where the time now on WTLP is 1259. You're listening to WTOP, Washington's news, traffic, and weather station. WTOP News. Facts matter. Have a good Friday morning, January 26th. Welcome in. I'm Dean Lane. Coming up this morning, I'm hour for you on WTOP. Alabama is the first state to use nitrogen gas to execute a death row inmate. Locally, a woman connected to two different stabbings and several hit-and-run attacks in Prince George's County is now this Friday morning in custody. Why the owner of the Wizards and Capitals says a move to Alexandria for the teams is the right call. I'm Mike Marillo. Where you'll feel the impact of Maryland's transportation budget cuts, literally. I'm John Doman. we got a day of gains across the board on Wall Street. The Dow up 243. Good morning. Welcome in. 1 o'clock on WTOP. This is CBS News on the Hour, sponsored by O'Reilly Auto Parts. I'm Christopher Cruz. CBS News has learned that Boeing 737 MAX 9 jets could take off as soon as Friday. But CBS's Chris Van Cleve says Boeing still has a lot of work to do. The Boeing production line stopped for a safety stand-down focused on quality control issues. Alaska and United Airlines are now performing newly approved inspections on the door panels located in row 26 on Alaska and row 30 on United. Mechanics will confirm that door panel is properly secured and safe for flight. Alabama has executed a man using nitrogen gas, the first time that method's been used in the U.S. More from CBS's Manuel Bohorkas. Those who were trying to prevent the execution of Kenneth Smith pointed to several things. One, when he was convicted of murder, the jury recommended life in prison as a punishment, but the judge overruled them. That is something that is no longer allowed under Alabama law. Also, they point to the November 2022 initial attempt to execute him by lethal injection. It was botched. They could not access a vein in order to administer the drugs. Former President Trump is said to be opposed to a bipartisan effort in the Senate to reach a joint deal on border issues and aid to Ukraine. Here's CBS's Scott McFarlane on Capitol Hill. These negotiations are already wobbly, and Donald Trump can impose his preferences, if not his will, on the dozens and dozens of congressional Republicans who've endorsed him and view him as the leader of the party as 2024 moves through. 
Ahead of a scheduled congressional hearing on child safety next week, Meta has changed the way young teens can message people on Instagram and Facebook. Reaction from CBS News tech contributor Ian Schur. Requiring younger teenagers to either get parental permission or have an existing connection with someone in order to message with them makes a lot of sense. The key question, of course, is whether or not this is going to help with people's mental health, and in particular, teenagers. New data shows hearing loss is a lot more common than we thought. About 38 million Americans suffer from hearing loss, but here's the surprising part. According to a new study, hearing loss is more common in rural communities than big cities, mostly because a lot of jobs in these areas use loud machinery or because of popular activities like hunting. CBS's Monica Ricks, who tells us experts say starting at age 35, hearing loss is more prevalent among men than women, with the highest rates among white people and seniors. A 25-year-old professional dancer from England who moved to New York City to pursue her career has died after eating a mislabeled cookie containing peanuts. 25-year-old Orla Baxendale ate the cookies at a social gathering in Connecticut. This is CBS News. Think O'Reilly Auto Parts for all your car care needs. Get the parts and service you need fast from the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts. WTLP at 103. Friday morning, January 26th. Welcome in this early 1 a.m. hour. Glad you're with this. Rainy this overnight, early morning, patchy fog. Continuing till daybreak, heavy in some places. 50s for the low, 55 now. Good morning to you. I'm Dean Lane. We thank you for taking us along for your early morning ride. Topping the stories we're following for you this early Friday on WTOP. Breaking news on WTOP. Word coming in this morning that a woman locally suspected of committing two stabbings and a string of hit-and-run attacks in Prince George's County on Thursday is now, this Friday morning, said to be in police custody. The first attack happened just after 5 p.m. Thursday on Ritchie Road and Forest Park in Capitol Heights. An adult female suffered minor injuries after being struck by a car. That adult female was walking on the sidewalk at the time that she was struck by the vehicle. That was Prince George's County Police Deputy Chief James McCreary. Minutes later, the person of interest then has said to have hit two other people on Ritchie Road in Landover. Police say she then got out of the car and stabbed one of them, a 15-year-old teenage boy. He was taken to a local hospital with critical injuries. The other victim is expected to be okay this morning. Police were then notified of another two people struck by the same car on Addison Road South in Capitol Heights. In this case, an adult male suffered non-life-threatening injuries. Within minutes, we received the report of another pedestrian struck at the thousand block of Addison Road South. His injuries are also considered minor. The last attack happened, we're told, at a gas station in Atlanta around 6.30 last night, Thursday evening. Another man was stabbed and critically injured. Police say the attacks were random and that the woman was driving a dark-colored sedan at the time. Authorities say they will provide an update later today, this Friday. Keep it here on WTOP. We'll update you as we hear from them. WTOP at 105. The owner of the Wizards and Capitals taking his case now for moving the teams to Alexandria, Virginia, to the fans. You may remember just last month, Ted Leonsis and Virginia Governor Glenn Youngkin announced a partnership and plan to move the teams across the Potomac River to a $2 billion sports complex in Potomac Yard. The reaction from fans and D.C. area residents alike has been, well... A mixed bag at best. Well, he says the Capitals and Wizards belong to the entire DMV. In an email to fans, the owner of Monumental Sports, Ted Leonsis, says not only will the move give fans a state-of-the-art arena, the 
Stomach Yard Entertainment District will provide the teams with the space needed to make championship contenders. He also says with 44% of the fans for both teams living in Virginia, the site will be more accessible for fans with Metro Car and even water taxi access. On Capital One Arena, he says, the needs of downtown Washington, D.C. and its businesses and residents are significant and challenging for the city, but says Monumental looks to be a part of the area's next renaissance, as he calls it. Virginia would own the new arena in a public-private partnership. It's a plan lawmakers still need to green light. Mike Marillo, WTOP News. Meanwhile, big changes in sports for the Wizards. Wes Unsell Jr. is out this morning as head coach and assistant Brian Keith will serve as interim head coach, we're told. Wizards radio play-by-play voice and WTOP sports director emeritus Dave Johnson this morning talks about the transition. The reasoning that was given to me was they were just looking for a new voice to kind of maximize discovery of player abilities and, and also some stylistic options for the teams going forward. So it's not necessarily an indictment of anything that Wes Unsell Jr. was not doing right or wrong. It's just the determination that they felt at this point, that halfway through this season, they had to make a change. It is legitimate transitioning to a, a front office role. So it's it's not the traditional firing in a sense. The team is saddled with the second worst record in the NBA, losing to the Jazz on Thursday. WTOP at 106. Vermont's leaders in Maryland have been saying money is tight, and that message came through loud and clear this week as members of the Prince George's County Council heard about where the state will and will not have money to spend. The big hit comes from the $650 million cuts to Maryland State Highway's state of good repair funding, money that's used to resurface roads around the region. That does lead to less driver comfort and lower service level conditions of the road. Will Pines is SHA's administrator. He also told the council it restricts our ability to replace aging uh, critical maintenance equipment like dump trucks tractor mowers, and bucket trucks that are beyond the replacement cycle. A new interchange at Medical Center Drive is also being deferred, though the design of that interchange has been criticized for not being pedestrian or bike-friendly. So this buys time in Largo, John Dome in WTOP News. Good Friday morning, January 26th. Welcome into WTOP. Substance use disorder and addiction is so isolating. And so as a black woman in recovery, hope must be loud. It grows louder when you ask for help and you're vulnerable. It is the thread that lets you know that no matter what happens, you will be okay. When we learn the power of hope, recovery is possible. Find out how at startwithhope.com. Brought to you by the National Council for Mental Wellbeing, Shatterproof, and the Ad Council. It is Friday morning, January 26th. Glad you're with us this morning. 108. Michael and Son's heating tune-up for only $59. Michael and Son. Traffic and weather on the 8th. Good Friday morning to Ken Berger this early hour with us in the WTOP Traffic Center. Thank you, Dean. Uh, taking a look at the Allegiant Bridge and the Wilson Bridge between Virginia and Maryland. Still seeing some fog at both of those bridges. All lanes are open, however, so just take it easy as you cross over. Uh, there is some reduced visibility because of this fog in Virginia. Had some maintenance activity reported westbound 66 out near Fairfax Boulevard, U.S. 50 in Fair Oaks over on the far left shoulder. Uh, that was scheduled in the 2 o'clock. We just got word that that has been cleared now, so all lanes are open. Either side of 66 between the Beltway and the 81. One interchange south of Winchester in Maryland, still dealing with the remnants of the accident northbound 95. A couple of tractor trailers collided, also involved an SUV in this accident. 
Uh, the vehicle recovery removal still sitting over on the far right side. Traffic getting by to the left without difficulty. Rather solid delays from before have all cleared out. And the Beltway in a loop after the Suitland Parkway in uh, Prince George's County. Uh, you had accident activity on both shoulders. Well, the activity cleared off the far right shoulder and still have lingering accident activity on the far left shoulder. However, traffic getting by in the travel lanes without difficulty. Just be aware of the flashing lights over on the far left shoulder. The WTOP Traffic Studio is furnished by Regency Furniture. You can furnish six, you can finance 60 months now with no money down, not a cent out of pocket. Regency Furniture, affordable, never looks so good. I'm Ken Berger, WTOP Traffic. Fog still across the area here early this morning, just not quite as widespread. Fog will start lifting through the morning hours after around 6, 7 o'clock. So we'll see conditions improve and there might even be a spotty shower or two. Temperatures mid 50s to mid 60s this morning. I mean, that's really incredibly warm for this time of the year. We'll be around 70 degrees this afternoon with some sunshine coming our way. On Saturday, cooler mid 50s with rain returning by Saturday late evening. I'm 7 News Chief Meteorologist Veronica Johnson in the First Alert Weather Center. Right now, we are at 56 degrees in our nation's capital, brought to you by Long Fence. Save 25% on Long Fence decks, pavers, and fences. Six months, no payment, no interest financing. Terms and conditions do apply. Check them out. Go to longfence.com. WTOP now at 110, Friday morning, January 26th. On WTOP, we bring you money news. 10 and 40 past. Here's Jeff. The government's first estimate on fourth quarter economic growth pegs GDP at an annual rate of 3.3% last quarter. That means 2.5% for all of last year. New home sales rose 8% in December. Two-thirds of home builders gave buyers incentives. Indoor pickleball court operator Dill Dinkers is expanding nationwide with franchises, including 10 in Northern Virginia. The company already has four corporate-owned locations in Maryland. The Dow rallied 243 points Thursday. Jeff Claybaugh, WTOP News. Overseas this morning, our first check of the Asian stock markets. Mixed this morning, the Nikkei down by 445 points this hour. The Hang Seng is down 30. The Shanghai is up by eight, uh, 17 points. Then the Kospi is up 18 points. Good morning. Glad you're with us here at WTOP. Time now is one eleven. Many veterans in active duty military have invisible wounds like PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder, depression, and anxiety. Help Heal Veterans offers them medicine that doesn't come in a bottle by providing free therapeutic craft kits, time-tested healing tools for invisible wounds that can help relieve pain and improve mobility and fine motor skills. HealVets.org, healing the invisible wounds of war through creativity. HealVets.org, sponsored by Help Heal Veterans. If you're like me, 60 and retired, making ends meet, especially here at the supermarket and drugstore, is tough. I'm so blessed to have found BenefitsCheckup.org. It's a free and confidential website from the National Council on Aging that connected me to $1,200 a year in programs that help pay for food, medicine, utilities, and more. Maybe it can help you. BenefitsCheckup.org. It's Friday, January 26th. Welcome in. Thanks for starting your early 1 a.m. hour with us. If you're just joining us, you can expect it to be rainy and misty throughout the overnight early mornings. Some patchy fog out there burning off as we head into the early part of Friday, according to Veronica, with temps, the overnight lows in the 50s. We're at 55 in Washington right now. Good morning to you. 
I'm Dean Blaine. Welcome in. 113 on WTOP. Glad you're in with us this early hour. This is WTOP News. Let's talk politics on WTOP this early Friday morning, campaign 2024. Next month, the Supreme Court will hear arguments on whether or not former President Donald J. Trump is even eligible to be on the 2024 presidential ballot. And while amicus briefs from states, lawmakers, law professors and interest groups have flooded into the high court, the Justice Department has stayed silent so far on the matter. So why is the Biden administration so tight-lipped right now when it comes to the political future of President Biden's likely foe in the 2024 election? This morning, Politico's senior legal affairs reporter Josh Gerstein joins our Dimitri Sotis on Skype with his thoughts on what this silence might actually reflect. I think it reflects a uh, conclusion on the part of the Justice Department and perhaps Attorney General Merrick Garland. Um, another person who's key here is the Solicitor General who represents the uh, U.S. government at the Supreme Court, Elizabeth Prilogar, that whatever they had to say on this subject um, is so politically delicate, uh, delicate, and it might also be viewed as um, automatically being discounted because of uh, President Biden's sort of personal political interests in the matter, that they're better off keeping their legal views to themselves rather than doing what the Justice Department normally does in cases of significant constitutional dimension, and that is uh, filing the U.S. government's position with the justices and sometimes asking for time to argue during the case uh, when it is presented to the Supreme Court. That's supposed to happen uh, about two weeks from now on February 8th. There seems to also be an, an underlying philosophy from the part of President Biden and those around him that you never want to be seen in any way weaponizing the Justice Department. But I know it's very clear to you, you pay attention to all the facts, that the other side, the GOP and the, the Trump supporters, very much accuse uh, Joe Biden of weaponizing his Justice Department when he seems to have taken steps to avoid that at all costs. Right. I mean, one of the questions here is like, how much weight would the Justice Department give to President Joe Biden's comments on this issue? And it should be said uh, right after the Colorado Supreme Court came out with their ruling, 4-3 ruling, saying that Trump should be kicked off the ballot uh, there because uh, their view, he was an insurrectionist. Um, Biden did make some comments to reporters about this, saying he wasn't going to get into the legal issue, but he basically did consider Trump to be an insurrectionist and that any sort of, in his view, any sensible person would agree with that conclusion. You know, as you say, Dimitri, there has been a concern on the part of the White House that they not be seen as directing the activities of the Justice Department to an excessive extent. And so everyone that I spoke to thinks that that's a factor here. But there are some people, particularly those who are pushing this case to have uh, the former president disqualified. Uh, a very prominent former judge, Mike Luddick, told me uh, that he believes the Justice Department has a legal sort of ethical obligation to step in here and give their views because there are all kinds of areas of law that could be affected by the way the court hands down a decision in this 14th Amendment case, not simply what their bottom line result is. And that judge that you were speaking with has uh, quite a conservative background, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, he's an appointee, a Republican appointee, was considered at one point, I think, the most one of the most conservative judges on the federal bench. He was considered by President Bush for the Supreme Court. And ultimately, President Bush went in a different direction. Uh, but he's someone with pretty strong conservative bona fides. And he believes that the 14th Amendment, in fact, requires that uh, former President Trump be uh, disqualified. So he, he's a voice here that has drawn a lot of attention because of his a conservative Republican background. Political senior leader. Legal Affairs reporter Josh Gerstein on Skype here on WTLP talking with Dimitri. 
look on this Friday morning at the top stories we're following for you. Some of them this morning here at WTLP. Police in Prince George's County locally have located a person of interest connected to two stabbings and a string of hit and runs that happened on Thursday. Alabama has executed a man using nitrogen gas for the first time ever. President Trump briefly takes the stand in his defamation trial Thursday in New York for three minutes. Keep it here for more in just minutes. You are listening to 103.5 FM at WTOP.com. With just one touch, you can listen live to WTOP on Apple CarPlay or Android Auto. Download the WTOP app and choose it in your car's display so you never miss the stories you want to know, the local news you need to know, or the traffic you want to avoid. WTOP News. Facts matter on Apple CarPlay or Android Auto. Brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union, where members are the mission. Visit NavyFederal.org. Insured by NCUA. Good Friday morning, January 26th. Welcome in 118 on WTOP. Traffic and weather on the 8th. Ken Burgers in the WTOP Traffic Center this morning. Taking a look at this crash on northbound 95 after Skaggsville Road. Looks like all lanes are open uh, to the left at least. Not seeing any delays with the accident vehicle still sitting over in the far right shoulder, possibly crowding a far right lane. Uh, the vehicle recovery and removal process continues. Uh, the backlog that was stretching back to 216 pretty much all cleared out. Only the far left shoulder blocked on the beltway in a loop over by uh, Suitlam Parkway. The earlier crash that was on both shoulders has cleared off the right shoulder. Still seeing the flashing lights over the left side. Uh, however, traffic getting by in the travel lanes without difficulty. Very late volume of traffic up and down 95 in Maryland, also on the Capitol Beltway, both sides. So the only worry is Apache Foggy uh, throughout much of the area, still seeing some misty and rainy conditions. This is affecting all lanes at the Bay Bridge, for example. Heavy fog out over the water, but two lanes are open to the east and three lanes open to the west, so there are no delays. Just traffic uh, taking it easy as you cross the bay uh, because of the limited visibility. Only one works unreported in Virginia. This is affecting Glebe Road, both directions between 123 and Military Road. No other works unreported anywhere in Virginia with all lanes open up and down the 95 corridor between Springfield and Fredericksburg. No troubles on 66 from the Beltway heading out to Winchester. No troubles inside the Beltway on 66 from Falls Church to the Roosevelt Bridge. I'm Ken Berger, WTOP Traffic. Our afternoon will be so much better than this morning. In fact, I'm going to say today's going to be a fantastic Friday once this fog gets out of here. Right now, though, we still have just that. Fog across the area should be uh, lifting through the morning hours. A few showers also left lingering. And check out the temperatures, mid-50s to mid-60s throughout the area. Later today, with some sunshine, we'll get up to around 70 degrees with our afternoon temperature. I'm 7 News Chief Meteorologist Veronica Johnson in the First Alert Weather Center. Right now we're at 59 Georgetown, 54 Bowie, 56 this morning Leesburg. We're at 55 and holding at our nation's capital. This 1 a.m. hour Friday morning, January 26th, brought to you this time around by Lynn the Plumber Heating and Air. Trusted same-day service seven days a week. Check them out. Lynn the Plumber Heating and Air. And coming right up this morning on WTOP for you. Do you know the signs of human trafficking? Montgomery County is working to ramp up training on recognizing the crime. I'm Valerie Bonk. In addition... D.C.'s Fire and EMS is about to deploy a new life-saving strategy to bring critical care to trauma scenes. I'm Kate Ryan. It's 121. At this very moment, Doctors Without Borders is on the ground in communities around the world, delivering life-saving medical care where it's needed most. 
Our teams are bandaging war-wounded patients caught in the crossfire in Sudan, providing clean drinking water in Haiti, and performing emergency C-sections in Yemen. Doctors Without Borders teams are in over 70 countries worldwide, bringing patients from sick to recovering, from emergency to aid, from crisis to care. This life-saving work is made possible by our movement of supporters. People like you, who help our patients even when they're half a world away. At Doctors Without Borders, we won't stop working to bring our patients and their communities from crisis to care. WTOP. A Friday morning, January 26th. Thanks for starting your early Friday with us here at WTOP. Time now is 122 in the morning. Welcome in. This is WTOP News. Prosecutors are telling a Michigan jury this week that the mother of a then 15-year-old high school shooter should be found guilty herself of involuntary manslaughter. It's believed to be the first case in the nation in which a parent is charged in a mass shooting at a school. Jennifer Crumley didn't pull the trigger that day. But she is responsible for those deaths. Prosecutor Mark Keist says Jennifer Crumbly could have prevented the killings of four students at Oxford High School if she had told school officials that her son had a gun like the one he had drawn a picture of in a classroom. Defense attorney Shannon Smith says prosecuting the mother does not serve any purpose. An effort to make people feel like someone is being held responsible. Teacher Molly Darnell described being shot by a masked gunman. I texted my husband, I love you, active shooter. Um, And then I started feeling blood dripping down my arm. Ethan Crumbly was sentenced last month to life in prison. I'm Jackie Quinn. Human trafficking under reported crime, it is, but according to Montgomery County, they're hoping now to change that during Human Trafficking Awareness Month, which this is. It is happening right here in our own backyard. Jody Finkelstein, executive director of Montgomery County's Commission for Women, said that many people don't realize human trafficking is happening locally. It's just very underreported. It can happen in people's homes. It can happen in hotels. It can happen in business establishments. There were about 30 reported cases last year, but they said this is probably much lower than the actual number. They're working on educating police, fire departments, and schools on how to see the signs, as well as cracking down on local businesses that may be facilitating human trafficking. It can happen to men. It can happen to women. It can happen to children as well. Valerie Bonk, WTOP News. When someone has been shot in an accident or has an illness and is in desperate need of blood, There's one treatment that can actually help save a life if it's done early. DC Fire and EMS is getting ready now to that end to roll out a new strategy, we're told, that would let paramedics give patients blood. DC Fire and EMS Chief John Donnelly says having trained paramedics able to carry out transfusions before a patient arrives at a hospital is being introduced in D.C. It's a strategy used in other areas like Loudoun County. We've watched what they've done, we've learned from them, and I think we're ready to bring this high level of care to our patients. Dr. David Wittberg, Assistant Medical Director with D.C. Fire and EMS, says the mortality rate for trauma patients who've suffered severe blood loss is high, 20%. Reducing death from hemorrhage is an area where we have the potential to make a profoundly positive impact on patient outcomes in the district. Kate Ryan, WTOP News. You are listening to 103.5 FM and WTOP.com. Sports at 12.